it's a series that I'm pretty excited about. Some of you have heard about it. Others, you're like, oh, new series. Didn't know that was coming. But the series is called Limits, The Secret to Avoiding Burnout. Can I tell you uh, that uh, as a college student, I wish I knew what I know now about stress. Because uh, what we're finding is that, uh, that chronic stress that's unaddressed leads to burnout. And uh, let me give you uh, the, the whole like uh, crux of the series right up front. Are you guys up for that? Uh, so the whole, the whole uh, uh, sort of idea behind the series is that when we allow God to set our limits, uh, he frees us from burnout. Now, you may have not heard the word burnout or the term burnout, but probably you've seen it. Uh, there's people who, who uh, walk into this, and, and you almost never see it coming. But, but burnout is essentially when you run out of gas, when, when, you, when you run out of steam. When, uh, it's the moment that you can no longer move forward. And, and uh, at best, uh, burnout leaves you stuck. And, and at worst, uh, it, it leaves you crashing and burning. So uh, let me use the... the, the Simplest example I can think of, uh, you, you know, uh, space travel, it happens with a rocket. Uh, you, okay, you guys are college students. And, and, uh, and so uh, when, when a rocket launches into space, when the fuel runs out, it, it either breaks orbit uh, and, uh, and catches orbit in space or it crashes back to Earth. Uh, when you're out of fuel, you stop moving. And, and oftentimes, this is, this is our experience of life. We, uh, we, we maybe uh, break through a wall, and then we get stuck in the same, the same pattern. Uh, or uh, uh, we, we run out of gas, we run out of fuel, and, and uh, our life comes hurtling back to earth. And uh, the, the ship and the crew get ruined. And, and uh, my hope is that as you enter this new school year, as you enter new jobs and new relationships and the stress that comes with new responsibility, uh, that you would have some of the, the tools and, and the, the ideas that we find in Scripture that will free you from this experience because it's a painful one. Now, I was surprised uh, to learn uh, that burnout is an actual medical syndrome. Did you guys know that? Uh, the, in fact, it's so relevant that the, the World Health Organization has updated, updated its diagnostic manual. And, and in the new research and the new writing about burnout, uh, these are a few of the symptoms. So you, you can think about your, your own life and say, maybe I'm somewhere near burnout or in experiencing burnout. These are some of the symptoms of burnout. You have ex- exhaustion, detachment, and, and a decrease in productivity. In other words, uh, you get weary and you start to, to, to disengage from, from relationships and your work and, and maybe your faith. And, and, and ultimately, you, you stop taking ground in the areas you'd like to take ground in. And tonight, I'd like to talk about the burnout that comes when we run out of time. Anybody ever feel short on time? Right? And, and, uh, and this is one of the limits that God places on human beings. I, I call it the, the time limit. And, and think about it. When, when you run short on time, you run full on stress. I remember sleeping through an alarm the night before flying from uh, Seattle to Fresno. And uh, if you've ever been uh, late to the airport, it's a stressful experience. And so I'm gathering all my stuff up. I'm, I'm zooming as fast as I can to the airport without getting pulled over and, uh, and ru- running, running to the gate, right, with my, with my bag and my rollie. And, uh, and I get to the gate and, and go figure, right? I get stuck behind this, this old lady who does everything at old lady pace. I mean, bless her heart, she has the right to do that. I'm the one that's late, but, but I, I'm watching her take, take one shoe off and, I, and, and I'm like thinking to myself, you, you're wearing two shoes. You're wearing two shoes. I don't have time for this because she's only taking one shoe off and walking through the, 
I'm like, no, right? It's everything is slow. And the, the, the slower things are going, the more stressed I'm feeling because I have things that I need to do and I have places that I need to be. And, and, and isn't, it, isn't this the case that life has a way of, of slowing you down when you have a lot to do? And, and uh, it's, it's so, uh, so funny, right, that, that we, we all as humans feel the stress that comes with not having enough time. And our experience of time can lead to an incredible amount of stress because we begin to carry more and more and more in a moment when we run out of time. And many people live their lives in the proverbial security line. They live with feelings of impatience. They live feeling anxious and on edge because they don't have enough time to do the things that they know they're responsible to do. You've been there, right? This is the life of really every college student because uh, so many students uh, and young adults, they get wrecked by this, right? They find themselves with, with too many pages to, to read, too many papers to write, uh, too many equations uh, to learn. And then on top of that, they have work responsibility and, and then they have the expectations of friends and family. And, and all of a sudden, you're carrying all of this responsibility in this short window called a semester. Are you with me? And, and, and it's, it, adds, it makes us feel the, the tension and the pressure. And, and here's, here's the deal. We all know intuitively, right, that time limits us. Like you have 365 days in a year, 52 uh, weeks in that year. You have 24 hours in a day, right? And, and, and we all have the same amount of time. We, we, we all have a, a, a certain window to work with, and it never seems to feel like enough. And, and, and so we begin to rebel against the time limit that's been placed on our lives. We begin to push back against it, and we try either to create more time or, or squeeze more into the window. But uh, God sets a limit on our time for a good reason. Uh, he, he sets a limit on our time because he knows that limits are good for us. And when you think about what a limit is, then every healthy limit is really uh, just trying to reduce what's, uh, what's unhelpful and unhealthy from your life. And that's what limits do. They, they remove what's un- unhealthy and unhelpful from our life and help us to focus on the thing that's the most important. And, and that's what I'd like to look at uh, tonight. You don't have to take my word for it. Let's look at what God has to say about how we use our time. Uh, in Ecclesiastes 3, uh, uh, King Solomon, he writes this incredible uh, piece uh, of wisdom for us. He says this, There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, I like this one. A time, a time to embrace and a time uh, to refrain from embracing. I don't know if you have this experience, but, but I, I'll like go for the handshake and someone will hug me and I'm like, like stabbing them in the stomach or, or, or I go for the hug and they're like going for like the, the, the bro hug, right? It's, it's awkward. I, uh, anyway, there's time for a shake and there's a time for an embrace. You with me? Uh, there's a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. It's a long list, right? There's a time for a lot of things. He says, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate a time for war, and a time for peace. And then he says this, what do workers gain from their toil? I've seen the burden God has laid on the human race, but he has made everything, uh, everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. 
Now, uh, I know that's a lot to take in, and I'd like to just sit in this passage tonight and, and look at what God has to say to us about the limits that we've been given concerning the 24 hours we have each day. Because when we understand the limits, and we understand how we've, we've gone outside of the limits that God has placed on us, we, we, we have this ability to focus in on the things that are most important. And, uh, and here's the, the message in a nutshell. Uh, you can write this down. This is the main idea. Uh, God has a design for your time. God has a design for your time. Uh, uh, your, the, the time that you have been given by the Lord is not random. It is not without purpose. God has a design for your time. That's, that's how uh, this chapter of Scripture starts. It says, there is a time for everything. Every moment, there's a time. And, and when you think about design, a design really is a set of limits. Like you think about a, a painting. Uh, a painting is just uh, a, an author's design uh, to, to, to make a, a, an artistic statement. Uh, think about it. Uh, a painting has a series of limits. There's, uh, there's a snapshot of a moment. Like you, you, can't, you can't draw a painting of everything. Uh, there's limits to what you can contain in a painting. Uh, a painting has a certain color scheme. There's certain colors that, that, uh, that you are limited to in making the point you're trying to make. Uh, 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 paintings have a specific dimension, right? You can have a, a 12 by 12 frame or a 12 by 12 inch frame or a 12 by 12 foot frame, but there, there's boundaries and limits to a painting. Are you with me? Uh, and, and so a design has a limit, and, and the limits really make the painting what it is. And, uh, and God's limits on your time make the moment that you're in. And, and, and when you, you begin to live inside the lines that God has designed for your time, uh, you find refreshment and joy and peace, and you begin to see uh, the beauty in, in what the Lord has designed in, in a new way. In fact, I love this phrase uh, near the end of the chapter we just read. He, he says, he has made everything beautiful in its time. And, so, and, and here's, here's the reality is that, uh, that oftentimes uh, we are living our life outside of the boundaries that God has given us. We're, we're trying to do more in a moment than God has designed for us, or we're doing less with a moment than what God has designed for us. God has an order, uh, a design for our time. Now, uh, I'd like to just say this before going uh, too, too much further. Uh, you, you may be thinking, well, what, what, how do I know what the order is? And uh, that's like, uh, if, if, I, if I broke that down, it would probably take uh, another three messages. So I'm going to give you the, the place, the starting point. It sound good? Uh, here's here's what, uh, what the order is to how you should use your time uh, for every day is. Uh, and and we, we see it in a lot of places in, in the scripture. Uh, but, but Jesus said it, he said it this way. He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. You familiar with that one? With everything, with, with your whole brain, your whole heart, all your strength, with, with everything you are, uh, love me. Right? Or he said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added unto you. He says, hey, start with, with focusing on me. Look at me. And here's the deal. When we, when we begin to look at Jesus, he, he begins to speak into our lives about how our time is meant to be lived. Like, what would it look like uh, if, if every moment or, or every day that you live from here on out began with, with looking at Jesus? 
uh, the, the author of the universe. Jesus, he says he was, he, he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. He, he started this thing called time, right? He was outside of time. It, 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 what would it look like uh, to, uh, um, to, uh, to hear from the God who was there yesterday, today, and forever? Do you think that he could sort of uh, start to order, put an order to your life and your time and how you use it? Probably. That's the starting point. That's, that's the, the beginning point of the limits that God ha- has put on our time. Now, uh, why is it that we find it so hard to live within the boundaries of 24 hours, right? Because it's really difficult. You, everybody here has had that struggle of, I'm just out of time. I have, I have 10 more things to do and, and, and 30 minutes left to, to do them. And, and why is it so hard uh, to, to stay within uh, the, the limit uh, of time, the time limit. And, and here's, uh, here's three things that I think we all uh, find ourselves doing from time to time in life. And if we can get a hold of these three things, uh, we'll find stress reducing uh, and we'll find chronic stress uh, not, not being a part of our life when it, when it concerns time. And the first one is this. I mean, oftentimes we add what's wrong. Uh, not rocket science, but sometimes we just add what's Wrong. You see, God says he has a design for our time, for every moment, which means there are times when I shouldn't do certain things, right? And, and there, there are some things that you should never do. And, and uh, this is uh, what the Bible calls sin. It says, hey, just don't worry about those things. They're, they're not worth your time. They're not going to lead you anywhere good. They're going to end up adding stress and pain and heartache to your life. And, and so there's no moment in, in which uh, you should uh, be, be sleeping with someone outside of marriage, uh, being, being drunk uh, on wine, right? There's, there's, no, there's no moments where you should be lying to people. Like these are things that, that don't actually lead you uh, closer to Jesus or, or help you use your time well. We, and, and so often we add these things to our life because we love uh, sin, right? We, we, we have the, this, this battle within us, flesh versus spirit. And, and, and so God says, hey, hey, don't, man, don't do these things. Do these things. But, but also, right, we, we, we often add things in the wrong season, right? They're not necessarily bad. They just aren't meant for us now. And, and so we find ourselves adding responsibilities, adding relationships, or, or adding uh, some, some form of recreation that we just aren't meant to be participating in uh, today or in this season. I, uh, I love this uh, this comic, it's actually not that funny, but it makes the point. <laughs> and the little teacup, he says, I've been working hard today. Yes, you are, dearie. Uh, we all are. <laughs> That's the voices I have in my head. But, uh, and then the human says, I've been overworking myself. And coffee calls, does it not? No, you just need more coffee. Are you with me? It's not that funny, right? But, but here's the point. <laughs> uh, here's the point. Uh, we, we, we find tons of ways to add things to our life. You know that, that man, uh, as Americans, uh, we are so, so, so good at, at medicating with caffeine. Like, we, like we're just downing coffee. I'm, like, I'm so tired, right? We're just downing coffee so that we can get more done faster. Are you, are you any coffee people here? You're like, that's uh, me, right? And we, we, we add to our lives by, by medicating or we jam-pack our schedule or we neglect sleep. I had this friend, he always used to say, I'll sleep when I'm dead, right? Like, that's like terrible advice. Like it will kill you if you don't sleep. And yet we try and create more time for ourselves. Do you know that one of the leading causes of depression is not sleeping? Like, like when, when you sleep four hours every night, it makes you sad. 
<laughs> like, that's, that's a thing. And, and, and we wonder why we're stressed out. Man, it's, it's often because, man, we're adding to our, our days things that we, we, we can do tomorrow. Uh, we're adding to our days things that we ought not do at all. And, and why do we do this? Uh, there's probably a lot of reasons, but, but one of the things I was thinking about is, is this. I think for so many people, we've bought into this lie that, that if I'm just more efficient, I'll feel less stressed, right? If I can just get more done today, then I won't have to worry about uh, the things so much tomorrow. And, and so we, we pack things in, and we, we add and add and add and add, and add to our weeks, and then we find ourselves on the other side of Monday, and, and we realize there's, there's just more demands on our time. And the irony is, is this, is that research actually tells us that the opposite of efficiency is one of the added antidotes to stress. Uh, that the World Health Organization, they listed 10 things that, that you can do when you, you, you're, you're facing chronic stress. It says, hey, just disconnect from work. Take a break. Like, stop doing things. Be quiet, right? Like, be still. Like, this is, this is the antidote. Like, stop adding. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? And, and, and check that out, right? This is, this is actually what, what the scriptures teach us. They teach us about taking a Sabbath. And, and here in, in this passage in Ecclesiastes, it says, there is a time to be silent and a time to speak. Uh, how often are we silent? How often are we in the quiet? Yet God prescribes silence. And, and silence is being quiet, but it is also being still. You, you, you know, body language is a thing, Right? It, silence is, is being quiet, but it is also being still. And, and why is there a time for silence? Why is there a time for stillness? And this is, this is critical. This is important. It, it's because, man, it's, it's only in the, the quiet and the stillness that we begin to hear from the Lord, the still, small voice of the Holy Spirit. It makes us self-aware. It, it reminds us of our weaknesses and our need for the Lord. It, it, it helps us to receive his grace. I mean, this is what God says to Elijah. He says, uh, be still and know that I am God. That oftentimes we have a hard time seeing the Lord, right? Which is the first thing that we should be set on doing because he's the Lord of time. He's asked us to surrender our whole life, which includes our time. And, and, and yet we, we, we crowd our life with noise and busyness, and then we struggle to hear from him. And it's no wonder time falls out of sync and out of order, and we find ourselves less productive, more weary, and more disconnected. Uh, the reality is when you, you add the wrong things to your life, you end up carrying needless stress, and you disconnect yourself from the most important antidote, which is silence, solitude, listening, self-reflection. Like, what would it look like if you took uh, 20 minutes every day and just sat in the quiet? Do you think you'd, you'd be able to process some things, uh, see things more clearly, hear from the Lord, be encouraged in the moment, just take a break? turn the brain off, think about nothing. Wouldn't that be neat? That's, man, that's what, uh, that's what God has designed for us. Hey, hey, don't do everything all at once. You know, you don't have to do the work of 50 years and four. It's an amazing thing. That's the first thing. Here, here's one of the, the ways that forgetting that God has designed for time can lead to stress. Here's, here's the second right, right here. Uh, we avoid what's hard. Sometimes we live outside the time limit because we avoid what's hard. And this one's a, a little less self-explanatory, but, but it's so critical. You see, because God has a design for your time, uh, this means there is a time to do 
hard things, right? There's a, there's a time to do hard things. In fact, uh, it's so interesting. In the passage that we read, uh, eight uh, out of the, the, the 14 things are, are about work, uh, doing work, like, like digging a hole, like planting a tree, uh, uh, doing some healing. It's, it's about work, doing what is hard. There's a time to fight hard battles. There's a time to do the nitty-gritty work of a relationship. Uh, there, there's, there's time to, to keep your eyes open uh, and, and study for 12 hours straight. Like, there's, there's a time to work hard. Uh, but so often, we, we avoid doing hard things because they stress us out, right? And, and this is what's so ironic, is that when we avoid uh, the hard things, we mix up God's design for our time, and we find ourselves out of sync. Now, here's the prime, uh, prime example uh, for, uh, for every human being, and especially for students, it is the word procrastination. You, you know it well, I know, uh, because I was once like you. In fact, I still am. And procrastination is, doing, is, is uh, avoiding what you know you need to do in place of what you want to do. Uh, that's what procrastination is. It's avoiding what you know you need to do in place of what you want to do. And, and I, I did some Google searching because that's what you do when you think of uh, ways to explain things. And, uh, and I, I Google searched uh, examples of procrastination, and I was reading, like, Reddit lists, uh, uh, which is dangerous. But, uh, but I'm reading this list, and do you know every example of procrastination was uh, uh, a student example, an example of a student putting something off? Uh, isn't that interesting? Uh, and can I give you three? I, I wrote them down. One, yeah, here, here, they, here they are. These, these, are, these are interesting. Uh, the first one says this. In my three years as an undergraduate, uh, I have researched and written every single essay I've had uh, the night or morning before the deadline. <laughs> right? Like, you're like, oh, it's, it's Thursday. It's through Friday. I'll do it now. Right? Okay, here's the second one. This is even better. Uh, my freshman year, I didn't start a history paper until a month after it was due. <laughs> my teacher still let me turn it in. I ended up with a 20%, but I still somehow got a B. <laughs> yeah. It's procrastination at its finest. This is my favorite one, though. It's weird, and some of you won't get the reference. Here it is. Uh, my friend and I drew a portrait of Keyboard Cat in, in wet concrete instead of doing essays. To be fair, it was a very accurate picture. A- anybody know what Keyboard Cat is? If, if you don't, I, uh, I included a video, a short video for you. It, it makes me smile. like it. Uh, too bad. We've got to stop. Okay. Uh, the, the, here's the deal. The, the, the scriptures say there's a time to do work, and oftentimes we avoid it. We just, I'm not interested. I, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather waste three hours on the internet, right? I, I'd rather just watch Netflix. I'd rather sleep. But there is a time to do what is difficult. The, the, the um, King Solomon, he says, there's a time to plant and a time to uproot. That's hard work. I, I remember trying to take a, a, um, a six-foot uh, six tree, stump, tree, tree stump out of the ground. Oh, my gosh, it was the, the worst thing I've ever done. Right? It's hard work uprooting. There's a, there's a time to tear down and a time to build. Uh, there's a time to, to scatter stones and a time to gather them. Uh, what he's talking about is uh, they would use uh, stones to, uh, to ruin fields uh, or they would gather them to, to get them ready to plant. Or they would use stones to count sheep. Uh, it's 
kind of cool, right? Like uh, we have, uh, we got to see how many sheep we have, so let's, let's stone count. And what happens if you count the sheep like two weeks into watching them? You, you probably lost them already, right? Like, you, are you with me? Okay, we'll keep moving. But, but there's a time, a time to work. You see, God has an order to work for life, and, and there's a workflow to a productive life. And, and, and man, do you know how, how much uh, stress gets reduced when, when you uh, are able to accomplish things in a measured way? It, it, it frees you. It, it, it helps you see that you're on the right track. And we, when we procrastinate, we, we short-circuit that process. I mean, think about it this way. What happens when you flunk a class? Uh, you, you have to retake it, right? You have to somehow make up the GPA. And so you're, you're taking your, your normal class schedule and the same class that you hated again. Right? Like, how stressful is that? Like, I failed this class because I never went because it was terrible, and now I have to go and sit through it again, and it's embarrassing, and, and, and it's, weir- it's wearing me out. And, and to make it worse, right, if you, if you feel like a bunch of classes, then you have a, a academic probation breathing down your neck, and you're like, oh, dude, there's this, like, st- added stress because there's the threat of being kicked out of school. You see how that works? Is that, that oftentimes procrastinate, pro- procrastination, avoiding, leads to more stress. Or... Here's an, another example from Ecclesiastes 3. Figure this. God says, there's a time uh, to be born and a time to die. Makes sense, right? We were all born. We're all going to die. But, but it means something more than that. It means there's a time for things to start and a, a time for things to end. Let me think about that for a second. Because, because as people, sometimes we, we rush to start new things, right? We're adding, 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 adding. And then we, we avoid stopping them. We never quit anything. Uh, I, I like the, the author, Bob Goff. He says, I have quit stuff Thursday, and every Thursday he quits something. I'm like, go figure. Like, there's a time to, to be born and a time to die. Uh, and, and think about that for a minute. What, what happens if you trust God, not just with new beginnings, but you, you, tr- you trust him with appropriate endings? It, you find yourself uh, uh, carrying only what you were meant to carry in a moment. Uh, but, but when we don't quit things, we find ourselves doing, doing more than, than we were ever intended to do in a season of life. Do you quit things regularly? Do you allow God to end things in your life? Man, it's, it's a question because if you don't, you, you may be avoiding something difficult because endings are hard. Here's the, the, last, the last sort of example. Can I, can I give it to you? Here, here, here we go. Uh, the Bible says there's a time to mourn and a time to dance. Uh, th- there are many times where we, we, we reject and we avoid mourning. We avoid what's painful. We, we avoid w- what brings us sorrow and hurt, right? We just, we just don't want to think about that stuff. And, and, and so we chase the, the happy-go-lucky stuff, and we avoid the pain in our lives. And the irony is, is when we uh, av- avoid mourning, it adds to our stress because we're carrying, we're carrying these emotions, these negative emotions that, uh, that we weren't meant to carry long-term. And, and, and the, the, the slightest thing reminds us and triggers those emotions in us in, in an unexpected way. And, and, and the, the really sad thing is, is the reality is, is that uh, when we do mourning and sorrow and heartache and we step into pain in, in an intentional way with Jesus in mind, uh, God does something beautiful and good in our life. Jesus said it this way. He said, uh, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be, you know what, comforted. And so often in avoiding the moment that God has placed in front of us, of suffering with people, that we, we forfeit the gracious work of God 
in our lives. And, and, and when God is not working in your life, moment by moment by moment, that you're disconnected from the source the thing that relieves the stress. Jesus said, uh, he said with good reason, uh, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, you weren't meant to carry uh, a heavy burden. And when you're walking with Jesus, he gives you exactly what you can. It, it, it's, it's sort of like a, a computer. Uh, think about it this way. A few years ago, uh, my, uh, my computer started running really slow. You got the, the rainbow pinwheel on Max, right? Just going, going, going. I'm thinking, did I drop it? Like, did I get a virus? I thought Max don't get viruses. What did I do? I broke it. So I took it to my buddy Dave, our resident computer expert. And in uh, and, and like a matter of 30 seconds, the, the, he got the pinwheel to stop going. And he opened this window. It's called the, uh, well, what is it called? I don't even remember. <laughs> I'm not good at computers. Uh, the, uh, the, I can't find it. It's the, it's the window that, that tells you what, what computer. Uh, programs are running in the background. And he's like, hey, look at all these programs. Every time your computer opens, uh, uh, every time your computer starts, these programs are running in the, the background and they're chewing away at your processing power. Do you know that's the thing? Like you just have r- things running in the background. And uh, it's like, y- your computer won't work unless you turn some of these off. And, and the reality is you don't actually need any of these programs to run for your computer to work. And I'm like, oh, like, cool. And he's like, fixes it for me. Uh, it took a matter of of minutes. And, and, and here's, here's the point, is that, that so often when we avoid things, we end up uh, uh, allowing our past uh, to consume our processing power. I mean, we, we allow the pain of yesterday consume the energy we, we need to face today. It saps our energy. It leads to stress. And if you avoid hard stuff long enough, it'll lead uh, to burnout. Now, uh, a life that's a surrendered to God's design for your time, it, it just doesn't avoid the things that he's asked you to do. It, 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 it lives uh, with, with this, I'm going I'm to step in and obey uh, the Lord Jesus where, where he's directed me to obey him. And, and uh, until uh, we, we have built into our lives a habitual, quick willingness to obey the Lord Jesus, to hear from him in the silent moments and obey him, uh, time will, will always be a stressor in our life. Like we, it'll always wear on us because we'll either be, in, we'll either be doing too much uh, or too little uh, or, or the, the wrong thing in the wrong moment. Are you with me? You see, there, there's a time for war and a time for peace. And sometimes you've got to battle and inner demon before you can be at rest in God's presence. Man, man sometimes you gotta, you gotta fight for a relationship to be healthy before you can be at peace and at rest in God's presence. I mean, sometimes you, you have to do what's hard. Here's the third thing, and then we'll, we'll be done. Uh, man, oftentimes we live outside the time limit uh, simply because we absorb everything. We absorb everything. We try and take everything in all at once. Uh, and and we, we, we really have this longing as people to experience good things, right? Like we, we want more joy, more, more laughter, more happiness. And, and this is why we hate being left out, like more than anything, right? Like we, we, we don't want to be disconnected from great fellowship, uh, from value, from meaning. We don't want to be disconnected from joy uh, or, uh, or uh, feelings of, uh, um, of being productive, and we don't want to miss out. And there's a reason for that. And we see it at the end of this chapter in Ecclesiastes 3. It says this. It's so interesting. It says that God has also set eternity in the human heart. Isn't that interesting? God has set eternity in the human heart. For people who, are, who have limited time, eternity is a weird thing to have in your heart. Is it not? Because eternity is essentially this. It's an experience without an ending. 
right? It, it, it's, it's, it's time without a limit. It, and, and, and in our hearts, we have this desire to be with God and, and experience his goodness without end. And, and, and we all have this in us sort of innately, instinctively, and yet so many of us don't recognize it or know it in our heads. And, and when, when we have this disconnect between man, a desire to be with God, a, a desire to experience his goodness without end, uh, and, and a disconnect between our heart and that, that instinct, instinctive desire, and knowing that that, that, is, uh, that is something that will come when Jesus returns, we find ourselves trying to cram in every good thing into this moment now. Did you know uh, that uh, Part of the reason that God puts a time limit on the hearts, uh, of human, the hearts and lives of human beings uh, is because uh, it, it helps us to remember that there's something greater than this earth. There, there's something more to experience than, than what we can experience here on earth now. That, that, that the things that we feel like we're missing out uh, uh, when we, we, we aren't invited to a party uh, or we're not in a relationship and we feel like we're missing out because uh, we're, we're not in the job or the career we want uh, or we haven't been accepted in the program we want. The, the, the feeling of missing out uh, is, is, is God, God giving you an opportunity to say, that is less important than what I already have received in, in knowing the person Jesus and what I will receive, uh, uh, not here on earth, but in heaven. You see, what the, scripture, what the scripture is saying is that, uh, that the fullness of God, his goodness, is meant to be experienced, not now, but then. And without that certain hope of heaven, the, the pressure to achieve and experience and enjoy uh, every moment, it begins to compound and just uh, and press on us, right? I can't miss out. I have to experience more. If, if, I, if I don't work harder, then, then, then I, won't, I, I won't get where I want to go. I'll never experience that good thing. I'll never be in that relationship. And, and it begins to stretch us like a rubber band, right, until we break. And this is what happens when we try and absorb everything. Uh, the old folk rocker, Neil Young, any Neil Young fans? <laughs> Just a couple. Uh, he, he had this interesting line. He said, uh, it's better to burn out than to fade away. And it's a sentiment pretty common of the era that, that uh, it's better to, to live life hard and fast, even if it kills you, that way you don't miss out, right? And uh, which is so, so crazy. And, and so many of those musicians, they did burn out fast, right? And, and yet this, this, this idea has carried on from then until now. We just do it in a safer way. We do it a little bit more, more passively. We absorb everything this way, right? You guys, you guys know what I'm talking about? Uh, in, in a matter of minutes, I can participate in, in the events of every continent and every state and every city, right, just, just by a Google search. I, I, can, I, can, I can hear about uh, a riot in Russia or a racist in Georgia or, or kids who are being, being abused at the border. And, and, and you, you see how this works. Like you can absorb everything in, in a moment, right? Like you, you, you can't even take in what's happening in front of you because you're so inundated with, man, all of the sorrow and the heartache of, of the world. It, it, it's crazy. I can carry the weight of global suffering, right? Like that's crazy through like a six inch screen. Actually, I actually don't know how many inches this is, but <laughs> we, but, but we, we, man, we, we absorb so many negative things that we, we never were meant to experience. 
Like, and, and then you, you add that on top of the, the sorrow and the hurt we, 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 we feel for our neighbor and our family and our friends, and it's, it's a weight that we weren't meant to bear. We do it on a positive end, right? Some, some of us, have, we avoid absorbing the negative, and we just absorb the positive. And there's tons of examples of this, but, but you can begin to swipe through Instagram, right? And you're beginning to, to absorb the experiences of your friends and your families and, and, and distant relatives and, and Instagram models and, and, and celebrities, and, and you're like, their life is amazing. I want some of that. Like there's, and you're sort of taking it all in and participating in it uh, 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 sort of as a surrogate. And, and we begin to, to consume it and, and, and eat the positive vibes. We take it all in. And before it's made it down to our stomach, it's soured, right? I um, was talking with a young adult, and they sent me a, a, a photo in this, uh, this message. They say, uh, when I see this picture, it makes me wish I was a part of that group. Don't we all do that? We begin to absorb the experiences of everyone else. And here's, here's part of why uh, time is so important and why the time limit that God has given us is so critical. It's because we weren't meant to chase uh, other people's moments. We were supposed to live in the moment that God has given us. Do, do you see how that works? It's, it's, a, it's a funny thing. Uh, every, every young adult, uh, every person that I've talked to that's, that's uh, taken social media off their phone, just off their phone, has celebrated it as, as freeing and life-giving. Like, it's crazy. Like, I've never met a single person that was like, yeah, I deleted Instagram, and I'm just, like, really sad. Like, I, it's not really helping me. I, I, I think I should reinstall it. Like, it's, 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 I've never heard it. And maybe, may, I'm sure there's people out there uh, that are that way, but, but consistently, uh, the, the willingness to, to surrender, uh, surrender uh, our, our, our desire to consume everyone else's moment uh, it frees us to live our own and to experience the life and the joy that God has for us. I, uh, I, I think it's a, it's a pretty stressful thing to see all of the things that you're missing, uh, missing out on in the lives of other people uh, and, and a pretty stressful thing to carry all of the sorrow uh, of, of these people. Uh, and what, man, how much freer would we be if we just, if we just, heard from the Lord and we said, God, what moment do I need to step in today, to, into today? And what relationship do I need to step into today? I don't need to live everyone else's moment. I just want to walk with you today. Like, what would it look like if we, we heard from him? If, if we, we allowed him to set the order of our life? Like, do you, do you think that things would change? Now, I think, I think it would be a game changer for, for every person in this room. What would it look like, right, as a student who's, who has a lot of responsibilities to carry to hear from the Lord about your schedule and your calendar and your relationships and, and, and the demands in your life? Man, uh, if he says, hey, you need to keep doing that, man, how encouraging is it to know that, that God is with you and, and endorsing what you're doing, right? And if you hear him say, hey, you need, you've been adding too much, you need to cut this out, man, how, how, how confident will you be having that conversation, uh, not avoiding the conversation, but saying, hey, hey, I need to step out of this because the Lord is leading me here. Uh, because I, I, I need to receive from him here. Because I need to serve him here. It, it, these, are, these are why the limits that God has, has given us are so important. And, and we can only begin to live in the limits, the time limit that God has given us in a way that's healthy and, and, and life-giving uh, when we're hearing from him. 
I mean, Jesus, he said it, I, I, I said it earlier, but he said, seek first his kingdom and righteousness, and, and the rest of your life, it just starts to fall into, into place. Uh, what is it for you? Are you an adder? Are you an avoider? Are you an absorber? Man, have you been doing all three? I, I, I would challenge you, man, hey, begin to ask God to speak into these things. Man, what, is, what are the things I really need to invest in? And, and there are things that God says, these are things that I care about more than anything. And, and you can start there, invest in those things. And, and, and begin to hear from his Holy Spirit on the things that you're not so sure about. Now, uh, man, I'd love to pray for you. And, uh, um, and I'd like to do something a little different. I'd like to pray through these specific things uh, for, for those of you who, who you kind of identified with one of these three categories. Sound good? We'll pray and then we'll call it a night and uh, we can go eat some ice cream or something or, you know, play rock, paper, scissors. All right, sound good? All right, here we go. Um, for, those, uh, for those of you who just have this sense uh, of God challenging your heart and concerning adding uh, things that, that you weren't meant to add to your life, would you just raise your hand so I can, I can pray for you? You've just been adding to your life unnecessary things, things that are unhelp- unhealthy or unhelpful. Amazing. Let me pray for you. Father God, for those men who have added things to their life that, that you have not asked them to add, uh, for those who are adding to their life things that, that they know aren't good for them, Uh, For those who are adding to their life sin that's leading them away from you, uh, Father God, I pray that you would give them courage to say no, uh, to courage courage to set these things down, uh, courage to spend uh, each morning hearing from you about uh, what they should add to their life, uh, what they should cut out of their life. God, give them them boldness to do this, uh, knowing that that your son Jesus entered earth and he entered moments, uh, and and he he said no to people uh, so that he could serve you and your purposes. Uh, if you're here tonight and you're a person who just feels like uh, there's, there's some things I've been avoiding, just raise your hand so I can pray for you. Um, I'd love to pray for the, the, uh, the people who are just struggling with, with things that are hard to face. Like, I don't want to pray for these people. God, uh, there's, there's been difficulty and challenge and trial in their life, things they've, they, they've been either fearful or unwilling to walk in. God, would you help them to, to live courageously, uh, to no longer avoid uh, what this moment uh, has to offer? God, would they trust that you're going to give them uh, good things as they do hard things? Uh, God, give them uh, a willingness to s- submit their lives uh, to the Lord Jesus uh, concerning their time and, and uh, the moments you've called them into. God, bless those moments. We praise in Jesus' name. And for those of you uh, who, man, are just absorbing everything, if, if you just raise your hand so I could pray for you, that God would work in that area in your life this week. The absorbers, and let me pray for you. Father God, thanks for these people who are willing to raise their hands and, uh, and, and cry out to you. We know you hear us. And God, it's so easy to chase someone else's moment. God, I pray that you would help us to live in the present, that you would give us clarity on the relationships that we should be investing in. God, that you would give these people courage to, to put down the phone, uh, to sit in the quiet and, and, uh, and hear from, from you first. Uh, God, would you bless us with freedom uh, from the stress that comes with, with feeling like we don't have enough time, knowing uh, that you have an order and a design for our time and you've equipped us to walk in it. Uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.